Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host. My name is Anthony Tringale, and this week, my guest is Katie from the United Way of Central New York. Well, here's the official announcement, if you haven't seen it or heard it or read it. Uh, each year, Eat Local New York, I donate 20% of all of our sales from an Eat Local cards to uh, a different organization. And this year, I've selected the United Way of Central New York. Um, why have I selected them? Well, uh, I really love the United Way of Central New York. Um, you know, two years ago, they were our organization that we donated to. And the amount, the connections that I made with people like Ray, who I've had on the podcast before, and, and just and even Katie, who's come out and supported restaurants, and, you know, follows us on social media, and, uh, and Nan, you know, and, and Nancy, who's, who's, you know, just did a podcast with me in the past and, and, and connected over email and, uh, the, the connection that, that they had to Eat Local New York and asking how they could help me beyond just taking this check was astounding to me. It was absolutely, it's, it's like what in my head you want to, I want to see from a local organization. And it's, it's even more wonderful to, to think that these people made this connection to my business and to me. Uh, and they're such a large organization. And so that is really has always stuck with me. And, um, and, and that's just part of it. The other part of it is, you know, in, in my head, in my vision, there's so much need in our community. There's so many different organizations and programs that need help and funding. They need volunteers. They need people to give money. They need whatever. And there's so many people out there that, you know, in all sorts of different walks of life, walks of life, and with different, you know, economic needs and social program needs, and you know, there's so many people out there that need help. They need money. They need someone to come volunteer and lend a hand. And instead of me trying to say, "Here's one that I'm going to give to," I knew that if I donated this money to the United Way, that they would best distribute that money to those programs and organizations that are working to help all those different people. And so that's why I chose them, because I know that if I give my money to them, I may not be able to go volunteer my time, but if I can give my money to them, it'll go to the best possible places and to those who need it the most. And so that's why I chose the United Way. Um, every year I, I set this goal of you know donating $10,000 to, to the organizations. And two years ago, when it was the United Way, again, I think we, we, I forget what that number was, but I know that was our highest donation ever. But uh, we've never hit that $10,000 mark. I'm really praying that we can hit, hit that $10,000 mark this year. And, and what that looks like, you know, for those of you who don't know, I know, I know I've mentioned this in interviews I've done before, but um, we sell the Eat Local cards, 95% of them, from Black Friday, Cyber Monday until the end of December. Most people buy Eat Local cards as Christmas gifts. And so uh, while we're going to be making these donations from today until the end of 2023 or until November of 2023, um, really it's between now and the end of the year that we have to really make the biggest impact. And so that looks like we need to sell 2,000 Eat Local cards between now and then. Now, it should be possible. But uh, we haven't hit that mark yet. And like I said, we've, we've got some cool promotions and 
and programs that we're going to be doing this year that I haven't done in the past that I think are going to help us move that needle. But it's a challenge, and and yeah, it's a challenge. And you know, I've I've give, told this story a thousand times, but Eat Local New York really started and exists to help local restaurants. For those of you who don't know, you know, we have 140 plus restaurants that accept the Eat Local card. And we're always asking owners to join the card and, and, and offer this discount to members. And we, we offer the, you know, for restaurants, they can join the card free of charge. They never have to pay to be on the card. And when they're on the card, we offer them free photography, our free photography services, my free photography services, whenever they want. So if they need new pictures for their social media, we'll come out and take them for them for free. Um, we offer them free, I offer them, I always say we, but I offer them free videography whenever they need it. They can come on the podcast and be featured. Um, we can write blogs about, there's just all this stuff that we do, that I do for restaurants as free of charge. And it's because I, 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 I hate hearing about restaurants that are struggling and closing. And I want to be able to help them. I want to be able to help them stay open and make a living and, you know, make more money and not go to business, not go into debt. And I want them to thrive. I, I love central New York and our food scene. And I love supporting small restaurant owners who have a dream to start a business and provide for their families and be successful. And I want to help them in any way that I can. So that's why Eat Local exists. It's, it's not to make a, a ton of money. It's because we, <laughs> I don't, uh, but it's to help the local restaurant scene. And if I can kill two birds with one stone, as the saying goes, and help local restaurants at the same time help raise money for an awesome organization as the United Way, then, you know, what better can I really do? So um, so I'd love to have your help and your support. Buy an Eat Local card. Uh, buy 10 Eat Local cards. Give them out as Christmas gifts and stocking stuffers. And, and, and let's really try and you know, raise this money. And, and, and this year, it's really not just about raising money for the United Way, is, is, but it's also about supporting local restaurants because they're struggling. I know a lot of them, you know, the pandemic was tough, but they're going, restaurant owners are going through some awful challenges today in a variety of ways. And so, you know, buying an Eat Local card and going out to your local restaurant or coffee shop or brewery or wherever and using that card is a massive support for them. So, um, anyways, I just want to say I, I'm thrilled to partner with the United Way of Central New York again this year and everyone over there that, that I've worked with and connected with. They have some phenomenal resources that are for anyone. You know, Katie talks about it here. We've talked about it in the past on the podcast, but, um, you know, uh, 211 is a phenomenal resource for, you know, any questions that you have. Uh, regarding health or human services that, you know, where it's not an emergency. Uh, you know, Katie kind of says in here, if, if you're not calling 911, call 211. And, you know, especially during the pandemic, we use 211, my wife and I, to call and find out at the time where to go to get a COVID test. And so, um, you know, the United Way helps fund 211. It just, you know, there's just a, a wonderful array of things that the United Way funds, uh, services and programs that we need. And so I'm just thrilled to partner with them again. And uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to stop talking. And uh, without further ado, we're going to get into this week's conversation with Katie from the United Way.
Well, welcome, Katie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming in. Um, so, uh, well, we'll, I'll start off because last time, two years ago when I had Ray on the podcast, uh, I I forget why I had Ray on the podcast. Uh, oh, Ray had reached out about the kickoff cookoff to come on. Yes. And, uh, and then at the end of it, I decided we were going to choose the United Way of Central New York to be our charity, our organization for the year. And uh, I decided this year to go ahead and do that. So we're going to make that announcement at the beginning of the podcast. Excellent. That's one of the reasons why you're here. Uh, You're so excited and grateful. Yeah, of course. It's um, So we donate 20% of all of our sales to a different organization each year. I think, uh, who did we, oh, we did. Um, In My Father's Kitchen the first year, Helping Hounds the second year, United Way third year, Ophelia's Place last year, and now United Way again this year. So excellent. Well, thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, I just, there's so much that, uh, there's so many places that need, you know, and, um, uh, you know, so many different areas that instead of just choosing one, I figured it would be best to, uh, give that money to the United Way where you can distribute and do with that money, whatever you will. So exactly. And your, your dollars go a little further because we're able to give them to more places. Right. So can you tell me a little bit, uh, like sum up what the United Way of Central New York does? Sure. Well, the United Way of Central New York has been in this community for over 100 years. We're closing out our 100th year anniversary celebration. And it what started was there was a need in the community and the government wasn't able to provide enough funding. So community leaders came together with the mayor of Syracuse at the time and pooled their resources they ask the community to give for the benefit of the community. And so that is the mission and tradition that we have continued 100 years on. So we take our donations and we assess the needs of the community and then we allocate the funding out to the most pressing needs in the community at that time. Hmm. And needs change yeah, constantly. So we're you know constantly assessing the impact of those dollars and the outcomes and seeing if things need to be switched around and Hmm. um, really just focusing on the well-being of the community as a whole. Yeah. So how many different organizations or charities or programs does the United Way fund here in central New York? That number fluctuates uh, each time we change up our funding cycle, but currently it is 70 programs at 28 different agencies, and that's Hmm. just in Onondaga County. Wow. That's wild. It is. So um, what constitutes, just because I'm curious, I know this, <laughs> this sounds like an aggressive question, <laughs> uh, but what, what constitutes a, a, a program like being added to or removed from that, that list? So the funding structure is heavily detailed and there's a big, long process. Mm-hmm. So agencies have to first apply for this fiscal and management review. So they go through this very um, intense process where we check all their financials, make sure they're in good standing, essentially that they're going to do what they say they're going to do with the money and that they have a good track record and history. Okay. We're not just giving out money to somebody who says, oh, I can, I can do this. Yeah. Trust me. Right. <laughs> so um, there's the fiscal and management review process first, and then those agencies that go through that process and come out on the other side are able to apply for specific programs. So we don't fund agencies, we fund programs. Okay. Um, and so those programs 
also go through a review process and they have to fit into one of our core focus areas. Right now we're running on about eight of those. So basic needs, housing, uh, food insecurity, mental health, the early childhood, third grade literacy. As you know, our, our third grade reading levels here are not good. Um, so that's a big focus for us. Uh, senior services, um, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but they have to fit into those eight different categories to be considered. And then um, it's not United Way staff. It's a collection of community volunteers that assess and read each application Hmm. and make decisions for the community. Okay, gotcha. So, you know, for example, um, whatever, uh, the food bank may not Mm -hmm. necessarily be... uh, entity that's funded or supported by the United Way, but one of the programs within the food bank that they operate might be the thing that's funded. Is that correct? Right. So we fund a specific program within the food bank, but we consider the food bank a partner agency because they receive funding for a specific program. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So how is that, like, you know, obviously talking with Ray, the first year was the first year Mm -hmm. of the pandemic. Um, so there was a lot of things that were happening then and, uh, yeah, I mean, I was just thinking, you know, I was just thinking about like what this middle year has been, but now we, I just, I was just talking with Ray cause he was on the Steven Skinner podcast mm-hmm. that I produce. And, and, um, after that podcast, Ray was talking a little bit about some things that are happening at the United Way and just the state of, you know, the economy and all that kind of stuff. So. It's been tough. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's been tough all around. I mean, it's been tough for our nonprofit partners. Um, You know, so many of the agencies that provide human service uh, programs and supports are having a really difficult time with staffing. Hmm. Um, It's very difficult to pay a living wage, and that is some of the hardest work. Um, So it's it's a challenge in that sense. We, you know. Across the board, I think people are seeing declines in certain donations, and part of that is people losing jobs within the last few years or having to reassess their own personal funding and where they're giving their money to, Um, or people are trying to spread the wealth even more, right? They're taking that $100 donation, and instead of giving it to one place, they're giving out $10 to 10 different places. Mm. So... It's just a shifting of, of funds. Yeah. But it's it's been a challenge for everybody. But yeah. we've seen some good things come out of it too. And our community banded together. And, hmm. you know, even though there's more need now than there was, people are still trying to be positive. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, – I definitely see a lot of that. Well, well, I take that back. I don't really – I haven't seen too much of that over the past. You know, we started last year, my friend Bud, Laura, and I, or Bud started it, and I kind of jumped on and rode his coattails. Uh, Bud started – he heard of some group called Shock and Claws that was like just a group of friends. They got together in, I think, Florida last Christmas, and – they would all they all went out to a restaurant. Each person brought a hundred dollars. They paid for their meal and then they gave the rest as a tip to the server. And so Bud did two of them last Christmas. I think one was November, one was December. And and then I said, Well, we should I jumped on and was like, we should make this a regular yeah. occurrence. We should do this every month and try and get as many people there as we can. 
And I've noticed that with us doing that each month, like that number of people coming and the and the amount and the the amount of people that we have that are like, hey, I can't do a hundred dollars, but I could do fifty or I could do twenty. Is that okay? That that number is also increased. And the amount of people coming has decreased. The amount of money that they've been giving has been de- decreasing. And I've been wondering why, you know. And yeah. uh, so, I mean, what of those, you know, without you know talking about too more than you want or can. <laughs> um, I'm just, I, you know, I'm I'm wondering about this because I think. Uh, especially as we approach the holidays, people mm-hmm. and people are probably more in the giving spirit uh, mm-hmm. this time of year. Um, I think, you know, those that are listening to this need to know, you know, kind of how serious of a situation it is and why they need to help out more than really they have been in the past. Well, I think it's it's serious for everybody. Yeah. You know, and like the food bank, as an example, they are so well-known locally. Mm-hmm. They are always on the receiving end of food drives and promotions and people wanting to partner with them, but there's still so much food insecurity in our community. You know, they're doing great work and they're receiving all this wonderful assistance, but it's still not enough. Mm -hmm. And I think all of the nonprofits in our community are facing that and not just in our community, but it extends outward um, across the state, across the country. And I think giving is just so important and giving whatever you can. You yeah. know, and the I think one thing that the last few years that the United Way has taught us is that there's more than one way to give. Mm-hmm. Yes, people can give financially. You can give of your time. Um, so one of the things we also oversee is our, our volunteer services. So I oversee that for United Way. We run Volunteer CNY, which is a great free online tool to match individuals mm-hmm. and nonprofits with volunteer opportunities. And because of the pandemic most of those volunteer activities were put on hold Mm -hmm. with the exception of a few in mostly in the food service. So Samaritan center meals on wheels, they were still operating, um, but with lower numbers of volunteers, but now things have been opening back up and there are a lot of places that need volunteers. Hmm. So that's one way you can give, Yeah, you can give of your time. Uh, you can give of your, your talents. If you are knowledgeable in, a specific field, see if you can volunteer somewhere with that. Yeah. Um, one of the programs we run is the cash coalition. Hmm. Um, it's an initiative and we do the free tax prep. Okay. Um, so tax returns are done for free for people who meet certain eligibility requirements, but we need people to do those taxes. So that's another volunteer opportunity if you have those skills or you can be trained to do it. Yeah. Um, hmm. But especially as we move into this season of giving, um, there's there's so many different ways to get involved. We have different drives throughout the year where we collect items. That's another way to to give something tangible, Hmm. um, which people really enjoy because it's something they can see and they know that it's directly going to a person. Um, So we have our annual care package project coming up. We're actually in the middle of it right now. And then we'll be doing a book drive for the Christmas Bureau Distribution Day next month. Hmm. So those are tangible things that are making an impact. So you know, when did when did you get started at the United Way? How long have you been there? I have been there four and a half years. Okay. Um, and prior to that, I've been in the nonprofit world for about 11. Okay. Yeah. So. What did you do before the United Way? 
Uh, before United Way, I actually worked for Arise, which is a local organization that receives some United Way funding, yeah. um, and they support people of any age with any type of disability. Okay. So that was really wonderful. Prior to that, I worked for a national nonprofit. So when I left there, I really wanted to focus local. Yeah. Um, and I loved my time at Arise, and then it was kind of a natural transition to United Way, which is kind of the umbrella organization covering mm-hmm. human services in our county. That's cool. Yeah. What's, uh, I mean, how has the world of, like, the how's the nonprofit sector changed in those 11 years that you've been in it? <sighs> wow. Well, it's, it's definitely some... shifted quite yeah. a bit. Um, but I think coming from when I first started to now, there's a greater sense of people wanting to get involved with nonprofits mm. and actively seeking out um, agencies that align with their core missions and values, mm-hmm. um, which is really nice. And I think that people people want to give, people want to, I have kids, people want mm. their kids to get involved mm. at a young age, which is really nice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So people, so more people getting involved in like their specific things, you know, things that they really are passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. Finding those passions and trying to really have an impact, especially Mm -hmm. locally. I think more and more people really want to make a difference in their community, um, which is really nice. It's nice to see. Yeah. It's nice to be on the receiving end of that as well. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's, um, I I can remember, I grew up in the church world and Mm -hmm. I can remember, you know, back in the day, uh, like, you know, the mission strips and the missionaries mm-hmm. that would come through churches and, uh, you know, kind of the the progression of, you know, the, you would get like the missions letter asking for support mm-hmm. or, you know, the video talk, you know, showing like their previous trip and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, I went on a couple of those trips as a teenager and, you know, it was like the thing you had to do. All right, get the, go through the list, <laughs> go email all the uncles and cousins and third cousins yep. that you haven't talked to in years <laughs> and ask them for 20 bucks, yep. you know, to buy your plane ticket over to Africa or wherever you were going. Yeah. Um, I can remember there is, um, oh, what was the name of the, uh, Forsaken, Ch- what was the name of that organization? There's a, ma- there's a huge nationally pop, like well-known organization in the early 2000s that was doing a lot of work in Africa to try and like, um, rescue, you know, kids, teenagers, children that were mm-hmm. swept up into, you know, their wars and everything. Yeah. And I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. And um, they were going after that f- famous warlord, jo- Joseph Coney. Oh, I remember this. Right? I was in college, I think, when this yeah. was going on. Because I remember a very impactful video. Yes. Yeah. That was like 20 minutes long and I had never heard of any of it. Right, yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. This is shocking, and why aren't people caring? Yeah. I remember buying, purchasing, like, the whole pack, like, the box, yeah, know, like, the T-shirt and the buttons and the <laughs> stickers and all that kind of stuff, and, and thinking, like, you know, you'll have a different take on it, but thinking, like, that was making this massive difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then the executive, the person that was in charge of that organization having a meltdown publicly, <laughs> unfortunately. Um but the one of the biggest things I remember taking away from that is from that whole meltdown is their transparency over their funding. Mm-hmm. Like they, I remember, and I don't, I don't, I'm sure they weren't the first to do that, but it was like maybe it was the first that I remember of that organization posting like this really detailed 
report of Mm -hmm. everything that comes in and where it gets spent. And there was like this kind of outrage over how much of it was being spent on like not necessarily helping. It was being spent on on, like overhead and admin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is like an, an, unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, you know, whatever, but it's a necessary when you're going to be, especially I'd imagine um, an organization like so, or like the United Way, where so much of it is like funneling, you mm-hmm. know, and coordinating. Um, yeah. Because that's such a necessary part of fundraising. Right. Well, it would be, I mean, in the grand scheme of life, it would be great if our admin costs could be super low, right. but we do have to pay people. Yeah, you want to <laughs> we have, have to pay our staff. Um, <laughs> but I will say, you know, a lot of nonprofits abide by the rules yeah. and post their financial statements on their website for anybody to see. And I think that's important. You know, we mm-hmm. want to be well-respected and have good standing in the communities so that people trust us. Yeah. So I think we try mm-hmm. to do a really good job of that. And I think most of our nonprofits in this community do the same. Yeah. It has to be kind of like a seal of approval, I'd imagine. If someone's looking for an organization to give to or donate their time to or or anything like that to say, if they're working, if the United Way is working with them, then they must have, you know, hit some standard, right? Absolutely. And, you know, because we've been in this community for so long, I do think that people recognize our name and understand that we've been here for so long and we do our due diligence in um, assessing all of these agencies before handing out money. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, what are some of the positive stories for over the last year for you know, the United Way and things that have been happening in the community? Well, some positive stories. Well... As I mentioned earlier, our care package project. So that is something we've done for years. It used to be called the shoebox project, and people collect personal care items, so the basic necessities, soap, shampoo, toothpaste, toothbrushes, all those things, and then they get donated, sorted, and packed into individual bags. So someone will receive an actual bag with one of each item in it, and those are tangible things you can see and Mm -hmm. that we sometimes take for granted. And during the pandemic, we had no idea what the response was going to be. Mm. (laughs) We were like, we're forging ahead with this project, but we, you know, uh, a lot of the ways that we received donations for that were employees giving in their workplace. So Mm -hmm. doing a drive within their office. Yeah nobody was in their office. (laughs) So how are they going to do an internal drive if nobody is going into their office and they're all working from home? So we set up an Amazon wish list, and that year we had more donations than the year prior. Wow. And then last year we wanted to beat that, and we made 1,000 care packages. Hmm. So that's 1,000 individual shampoos, toothbrushes, toothpaste, everything. So this year we're trying to do even more. (laughs) Um, But that that was a huge win for us. And then uh, this past summer, we did our first day of caring. It started as part of our 100th anniversary. We wanted to have a way for the community to get involved in that celebration with us. And so we did a community-wide day of service in August. It happened to be probably the hottest day of the summer. (laughs) Um, But we had over 850 volunteers across Onondaga County and a little beyond um, at almost 100 different sites. Wow. For one day, which was amazing. The response was tremendous. And it was a lot of people who are already involved and have heard of United Way, but there were a lot of 
people and companies that had never gotten involved with us. And Mm -hmm. it was kind of a stepping stone. Um, We also had companies and individuals volunteer at a place they'd never heard of. Mm -hmm. And they enjoyed it so much that they signed up to be continuous volunteers even after that day. So that will now be an annual event (laughs) because it went off so well. Um, but that was, that was a huge thing, not only for United way, but for our community. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was a big deal. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 850 people volunteering. That's, that's wild. Yeah. Um, is there, do you ever, do you get a lot of, uh, or do you hear a lot of like people that are coming in wanting to start like a new organization or new charity that are coming for advice from the United way? Uh, not to me, but, um, our president, Nancy Eaton, she's been in the nonprofit world most of her entire career. So a lot of people do come to her with those types of questions. And the nice thing about the United Way is there's the piece where we give out funding to Mm -hmm. different programs, but we are also the home of many of our community's strategic initiatives. So something like the Early Childhood Alliance, which isn't necessarily something that needs to be its own nonprofit, but it's housed under United Way. So we're the fiscal agent. So all of their funding goes through us, but they don't have to spend all of that money forming their own 501c3. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're the fiscal agent and the home of several different initiatives like that. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, is there, is there like an area that you think is going to increase for need over the next year? I mean, we've already seen a huge increase in several areas. Mental health services is top of mind for everybody. And the number, so one of the initiatives, like I was just mentioning, is 211. That's the the hotline you can call any time of day. Basically, if you don't need 911, you call 211. Mm. And someone will always answer the phone and they will be able to direct you to any type of human service. So mm. if you say, this is the issue that I'm facing, they will be able to give you contact information at a local agency mm. that can assist you. But they've seen an increase, at least, I would say, like 15% increase wow. in mental health calls. They receive thousands and thousands and thousands of calls about housing and food insecurity. Mm. Um, it's The needs are just increasing, I think, across the board. Which is, I mean, we want to see them go down, but um, I just don't know that that's realistic (laughs) right now. Um, So all we can do is just try to continue to support the people that need those services. Yeah. Yeah, I I used, uh, I've used 211 in the past, especially like the COVID year, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out where to go for a test or anything like that. And uh, it was a great resource. Yeah. And people, people utilize it all the time and it's... You know, I think sometimes there's misconceptions about the type of people that need help, but we all need help mm-hmm. in different ways at different times and for different things. Um, so it's not just food insecurity or if, you know, you're going to be evicted. Sometimes there are people who have an elderly parent and they need to get them into some type of assisted living and they don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. 2 on one is a great resource. Mm. Call them. If you have a young child who isn't, uh, developing at the rate that you think they should be. Mm. Call 211. They'll connect you with Help Me Grow and they'll mm. do a free assessment um, for your child and they'll talk with you and go through the whole thing with you and let you know where they where they fall and if if they could use some services and then they'll connect you to those services. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it really was uh, 
just phenomenal resource to have. Um, and I've never ha- heard that analogy before of if you don't need 911, call 211. Um, yeah, it's amazing the things. I mean, you know, it, not that it was a dire situation. I was trying to find where to go to get a COVID test. And these are the days before, you know, at yeah. home COVID test and whatnot. But it was phenomenal to be able to just pick up the phone and, and call that and figure it out really quickly. Exactly. It takes the work out of it for you too, you know, or you don't have to spend as much time searching on the internet. You can just call the place that knows, mm-hmm. right? Um, so they they were helpful with COVID tests. They were helpful with... Um, yeah, COVID vaccines, mm-hmm. COVID tests. Uh, as I mentioned, the um, the free taxes, mm-hmm. they help coordinate appointments for that. They wow. help with the Christmas Bureau distribution and getting appointments set up to register for that. Mm. Um, so it's really, it covers the whole spectrum of human services and human need, mm. as long as you're not <laughs> in need of 911. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what are... What are some of the biggest things that, you know, the United Way is looking for? I mean, besides obvious, the obvious, you know, money and time. <laughs> I mean, funding and, and monetary donations are always, always in need. The more money we have and that we receive, the more money we can give out into mm-hmm. the community and help fill those gaps in funding at different agencies. Um, and a lot of agencies that receive funding for specific programs utilize the United Way funding as a match to bring in government dollars. So mm. that dollar can sometimes turn into four mm. with that match, which wow. is huge. I mean, it brings back a lot of money to our community. Um, but the Care Package Project is a great way to get involved right now. We're doing that through November 20th. Okay. Um, we're thrilled to be partnering with Wegmans again. Oh, um, nice. So they have collection bins at all of their Syracuse locations. Um, so that's a very easy way to make a difference. And it's a great way to get your kids involved too. Mm -hmm. My daughter is a Girl Scout and last year I pitched the idea to her troop leader and they loved it. Mm -hmm. They all collected it. Then they spent one meeting sorting everything and packing. So they actually got to do the action of putting everything together and they just loved it. It was a great way for them to learn about giving back to the community and to be able to do it themselves. Um, there aren't tons of volunteer opportunities for kids that are that young, um, but that's an easy way to do it. Um, and then the Christmas Bureau distribution day is coming up in December with the Salvation Army and the United Way provides books. Mm. So we provide free brand new children's books to every child that's registered for Christmas Bureau. Wow. Last year we gave out 6,000. Holy cow. So we are in constant need of new children's books. Um, but that's another easy way to get involved or to get your company involved. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, they're easy ways to show that you care. Yeah. Um, and then utilizing volunteer CMY year round. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a great way to connect with places in the community that you might not have heard of. Yeah. So if someone is listening to the podcast or watching, what are the ways that they could, whether it's, you know, I guess, you know, two answers. One, it's someone who's, you know, owns a company or works at a company and they don't do anything right now with United Way of Central New York. How can they get involved? And then just someone who's an individual. Call me. (laughs) Just call me, email me. Um, So my role at United Way is community engagement. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of shifted over the last few years and now it covers all of our volunteer services 
these drives and projects that we do. I also oversee our two affinity groups. So we have a uh, emerging leaders united and women united groups. Mm. So those are great ways for people to get involved with us and network and um, we do different events with speakers and professional development, specific volunteering. Um, and then we are really looking to meet individuals and companies where they are. I think what the last few years have shown us is that we need to adapt. Yeah. And, you know, the traditional United Way model of giving is a workplace campaign. Mm-hmm. So my grandfather was in the, in the late 80s, early 90s. He was... Um, the chair of the board of United Way. And I believe he was also campaign chair back then. Oh wow! And so he ran Kerner Ford and they Mm. did a United Way campaign and it was just what you did. You Mm. checked the box and a little bit came out of your paycheck every week and it went right to United Way and you didn't see it. And we still have that. Mm. So many of the companies that are involved with us, that's what they do. They do a United Way workplace campaign through payroll deduction and it works. Mm. But that model doesn't work for everybody. And so we're really trying to be conscious of, okay, if that doesn't work, let's meet. Let's discuss what will work for you. How Mm -hmm. can we help you? How can we be a partner? How can we be a resource? Um, So volunteering is a huge piece of that because a lot of companies are looking to get their employees involved in volunteering. There are even companies that pay their employees to volunteer, Hmm. which is amazing. And it would be great if more companies could do that. Um, but we're we're always open to having a conversation. So hmm. call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call me after Saturday. We have our gala on Saturday. So after Saturday. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming down. Of I appreciate course. it. And uh, for everybody who's listening or watching, again, 20% of all sales from the Eat Local card for the rest of the year, uh, well, from today until the end of 2023 are donated directly to the United Way. So. And thank you for that. That makes such a huge impact. Yeah. And again, it, it shows that there are different ways of giving, yeah. right? Right. Our goal, my goal this year, my goal every year is $10,000, but my goal is to be able to donate $10,000 by the end of this year. So, cause that's like 95% of our sales happen between today and the end of December. Excellent. Um, so my hope is to be able to do that. We'll see what happens. Well, and we'll be sure to push it on our end. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Again, make sure that you're subscribed to this and you can just connect with us online. Go to our website, eatlocalnewyork.com and you can connect us with us there on everything we're doing from new podcast episodes and blogs to restaurants, joining the card and all of the above. Uh, thank you again for listening to the podcast and staying connected with us. We're going to catch you back here next week on the Eat Local New York podcast.